Hey, I'm Dean. And I'm Derek. Let's go to work. Changeover New Leaf. Though. What's the New Leaf theme? <laughs> I am focusing. First of all, I've been listening to some of the shows yes. that we go through with the editing. Mm-hmm. I don't finish words. <laughs> you, you've realized that? Sentence. You don't finish now sentences? I, now I know what drives my wife crazy. Uh, what about finish, me? I don't finish <laughs> words. And like I'll say like a word, but I'll only go halfway. You and think then so? move on. Yeah. Well, Tony, Tony, doesn't that happen? Tony agrees. It's awful. Yeah. Tony. But I can't change now after you hear all Tony, Tony yeah. goes, yep. Right. Exactly. But you know what my focus is on? What? My health. Okay. I'm happy. Not that I got a bad doctor's report or something like that. Yes. But I thank all of us. Yeah. Especially today. And this is a great lead in. You're not biting on it. I'm going to bite on it in a split but second. It yes. is. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty impressed with the guest you got, I have to say. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I've been reading her bio. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little intimidated, to tell you the truth. You should be intimidated. She's highly intelligent. Right. And friendly she and is. kind and so, nice. So I probably won't speak much. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. You not speak much? No, because once she gets into the subject, uh, I, I, I'm getting excited. All right, folks. Listen, we have Caroline Blazowski here today, and she's from My Healthy Home. She's the CEO of the company. And Caroline is a national health home expert with 20 years of experience. Uh, She's worked with the public. She comes into your home. She teaches you where toxins are, all about air pollution. She helps you figure out what's in your home that's making you sick and not bringing the best quality to your life. Um, she's very passionate about what she does. I'm, I'm really excited to be ha- having her on today because, you know, we've been following her on LinkedIn and her content is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to take any steam away from what she has to talk about, um, but we want to introduce her to you. And by the way, folks, if you want to contact us, uh, contact us at deanandderek.com, anywhere on the internet with Dean and Derek, and you can reach us. But uh, Caroline, how are you doing? Are you there? I'm doing well. Hi, there guys. She is. Hey, hey, Caroline. How you doing? Thanks for coming. Oh, thanks for having me. Fantastic to be here. So listen, why don't you get us caught up to, you're the CEO of this company. You started this company. Get us caught up to your history, where the beginnings were, how all that happened. Well, I've been the CEO of My Healthy Home for 20 years now. And originally, I founded the company when we were um, investigating um, allergies and asthma and and things of that sort. We were trying to figure out why people or what the solutions were for people who had asthma and allergies. And I myself had allergies when I was in my 20s, so I'm dating myself a little bit. But um, <laughs> so I, um, and I, you know, went to the doctor and did the normal gamut that everybody does. And you kind of come up with nothing. You know, they say, take a Z-Tech, take allergy medicine. We don't know what's causing it. They try to help you a little bit and you're sort of left in the dark. So I, right. you know, from that past, you know, from my past, I started pursuing all of this kind of interesting stuff. So then when you started to pursue this, uh, what was going on in the environment around us, like the culture? Were people really looking into this? Did you feel like you were by yourself as a leader in this whole type of thinking? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, when I started, people looked at me like I had three heads when I said, right. look, I think mold's making you sick. 
<laughs> and people would be like, what are you talking about? Mold can't make you sick. Mold's everywhere. It's not going to do anything to you. And so, you know, I fought a lot in the industry with builders, with contractors. And, um, you know, over the 20 years, the improvement and the and just the change we've seen just going into organics and genetically modified foods and how healthy people want to be has really just to see how it's evolved has kind of been really fascinating. You Absolutely. Know? I mean, we've even seen all that movement with the word mold. In the construction right. world, go ahead, Dean. That 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 leads me to a question because oh. our our building has gotten so high tech. The way we build homes and offices now. Um, I live in an old farmhouse I rehabbed. Mm -hmm. uh, the one thing the farmers didn't know is plumb and square, but they did know how to let a house breathe. And exactly. I think I think with the new building today, and you, Derek, you and I have been on construction sites, right, right. where they make everything so airtight. Have you found that's a correlation to, to what you're talking about and what your business is focused on? That's exactly. Well, now it's evolved. You know, 20 years ago when I started talking about mold and mycotoxins and mold exposure, it was it had a different place, right? And now I, I was just on a building site over the weekend and I was talking to the builder and we were talking about, you know, the energy efficiency and how we're moving towards zero energy. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you're absolutely right. He's like, these places aren't breathing. And the problem is when we tighten the building envelope and we use products like OSB, I think there's places for these things. I don't like to, you know, put down products because right. that's not what I'm here to do. But I want the consumer to understand that there is a they need to have an education as to what they're getting so they know. So if you have a child who has asthma, for example, you're going to make different product selections in a home, whether you remodel or re, you know build or whatever you're doing, you're going to make different choices. And so you need to be an educated consumer and understand the difference between plywood and CDX plywood and OSB and the breathability of these products. And so as we've built, we've tightened the building envelope, as you have talked about, mm -hmm. and the humidity has nowhere to go. We naturally produce humidity with showering, with cooking, with right. breathing, with the atmosphere. And now these houses have so much that they're growing mold. This past you know, season was a perfect example. We saw homes grow mold that we had never, like we've never seen. And that's because of the climate change that's happening as well. So it's, it's a big, thing. It has to do with how we're building and then also climate issues as well. So let's go back. Let's just take a step back and simplify this for the listeners. Describe mold to us. Like, let's just break that down because I think a lot of us don't understand it. Yeah. And it's complicated. So, and we've learned more over 20 years than we used to know. So molds do three things and I'd like to explain it in this simple way. Molds are like people. They need food, they need air, and they need water. And if they get those things, guess what's going to happen? They're going to grow. Mm -hmm. So, And if you give them those things, it's like chocolate cake. They say, hey, I'm going to hang out here and I'm going to have a big feast on this cake that you're giving me. So molds do three things. They have a protein. So when you see that fuzziness that grows on a piece of fruit or you see it growing in your shower, that is a protein that can cause allergy or allergic reactions in a percentage of the population. Molds also produce a VOC gas, sort of like an MVOC, it's called, but like VOC with paints. You know, people are right. familiar with VOC because of paint, yes. mostly. Um, so they produce an MVOC, which is similar to a volatile organic, and that goes into your air and causes all kinds of symptoms. And then thirdly, molds, if you have toxic mold in certain families or colonies of certain species, they produce mycotoxin. And mycotoxin can do all sorts of things on your immune system. It can cause cancer. It's been known to do, um, you know, cause nosebleeds and asthma and all kinds of things that make you really sick. So they do three things and that's why we don't want them there. So, and, and if they are behind your walls where you can't see them or in your basement in sections where you can't see, they those spores get into the air and you end up breathing that into your lungs, right? Correct, correct. And also that's why with each 
area, as I described. So, you know, you have this protein and then you have a VOC and then you have a mycotoxin. We can test for molds in three different aspects as well. So we can do an air sample, we could test for a volatile organic, or we can test a mycotoxin. So from a testing perspective, we've really evolved too. So we can test for molds. Like sometimes people say, well, I don't see mold in my home. And I've been fooled as an inspector. I've walked into homes and said, wow, this house is beautiful. I don't see anything. It doesn't smell damp. And sure enough, they've had a massive mold problem. So that's why it's important to be with an inspector, an environmental consultant who understands mold and who can test for it in different ways. Speaking of that, Caroline, you have, you were talking about testing. Now, on your website, I saw that you can order test kits, correct? Correct. So can, we, in, in 2005, we launched, um, we have all different types of testing you can do. So anyone can do testing with us. I mean, obviously, if you're in the locale that I cover, I can come out to your location. But if that's not the case, then you can order testing from anywhere in the country. And I you know, ship to Canada as well. And you can do all consultations and then all your testing. So we could test for volatile organics, we can test for semi-volatiles, we can test for molds, you know, whatever you need. And um, these are all different things that sort of accumulate in the house. But yes, yeah, you absolutely. can do everything. And can, you just, can you tell the listeners the uh, address of your uh, website? Sure. It's healthyhomeexpert.com or you can also go to myhealthyhome.info. Uh, so either one. Excellent. So uh, Carolyn, the, the one question I would have is... <clears throat> All just right. the one question well, no, you would I'm have? Gonna have a You're lot. probably going to have like a no, hundred questions. Listen, yeah. I am so focused on this You are so focused now. right now. I don't I even know who you I are. I know. I haven't gotten off or anything Nothing. Like, like you're so normal. No. Right. You know why? Why? Because this is very interesting. It is really interesting. I told really you. It really is. This and, is going to be fascinating. it doesn't matter where you fall, whether you're renting an apartment or you right. own a home. Right. Or you're in an office, going and to office building every day. Anybody out there listening is thinking about, hmm. Is there something where I'm living that's made? We haven't even gotten into the right. chemicals I, I yet, Caroline, get into, right? So I so, Caroline, right. I don't know that I have mold in my house or my office, mm -hmm. but all of a sudden, what, what are some of the symptoms or uh, sicknesses that start to become a red flag or there's something wrong in your environment? The biggest thing that we look for is I and I have a protocol. So when we're addressing clients, right, we ask them certain questions to kind of lead us as to what we want to test for, because not everybody, like you said, has a mold problem. Mm -hmm. But majority of the time, if people say they have chronic sinus infections or they've had pneumonia, those are two keys that usually say, OK, it's time to do a mold test. And no matter where you are, you should be doing a mold test every three years on your home. And that's because you want to get a baseline. So if you do a mold test, you can tell, okay, you know, is my kitchen aging? Is my bathroom aging? Because I can go into any home and almost find mold. That's not what makes it bad. It's when you start to let these things in contracting issues, not you don't address them, that they start to become problematic. Bathrooms and kitchens need to really be done every 20 years or so now. You know, you need to really start to look at this because you're bringing in water sources and then you sweat and you condensate, toilet bowls, showers, all of this stuff. And then it starts to become a problem. So if you stay on top of your maintenance, it's going to be less of an issue. But the testing gives you a baseline. So you know where you're at. And then in three years, you can see if problems are developing in your basement or, you know, within the building envelope. Just, I mean, like, really, no, that content really right there right. makes you think, what is going on with the quality of my life? You know, like I had my house mold tested probably about six years ago, Caroline. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, of course, there's mold, you know, little things here and there, but nothing came back as it was... Uh, full of toxins or, you know, I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to talk in layman terms. Okay. But, mm -hmm. um, there is a new mold that's up in my attic and I have to get it tested because we just found it. And I'm is it black. It's no, it's not black, but actually that was where I wanted to go was this whole thing about black mold. Everyone gets so scared about it. Right. That's a misconception. Okay, just because the mold is black does not mean you have toxic mold. See, really? so molds See? can be green. They can be white. They can be gray. They can be black. 
I mean, typically when you see stachybotrys, which is the, you know, or chitomium or eulocladium, these are these molds that are really what we call water damage indicators that come from, you know, that we worry about. They have toxic um, mycotoxins with them. Um, they're actually heavier, slimier, denser molds. So they really don't fly around as much as you would anticipate. Yep. So when we see one spore, like if I were to test a house and see one spore of stachy, I know you have a problem because where there's one, there's a colony. So it's interesting. Um, a lot of them aren't as airborne as you think. So that's why you, sometimes you'll find them on investigations, you know, not flying in the air so much, but, you know, under something or, you know, within a wall. Within so if, if you have a house like mine that breathes in the basement, mm -hmm. that's that's not great for your heat because you lose some <laughs> heat. But I mean, the payoff is your house with the humidity, it breathes and, and the right. air starts to get rid of the moisture. Right. Because my I do have an old basement built in 1898 with stone in it. I use mm -hmm. a dehumidifier because it, it does get a damp, musty smell, which drives my wife crazy and you, you can't smell it. But it does breathe. And I think Correct. the farmer, I think the farmers knew that when they built. Yeah. I mean, my basement's, my basement's kind of the same way, too. I agree with that. I mean, I do think that they well, maybe they knew that maybe they didn't. But the whole thing is that construction has everyone's tried to improve construction so much that's started to create a bit of a problem, correct? And we've and we've traded, right? We've gone to engineered products right. which start to include exactly. more glues and resins and, and you know, yeah. Exactly. Right? Instead of just wood and plaster and lathe and, <laughs> and you know, some real cement and doing a, a real mud bathroom. And I, you know, I don't know why, I guess it's a money issue, right? I mean, everything we'd make things that are more economical, but that comes back to the consumer, right? So we want the audience to understand, look, know what you're getting. Like if you're getting an engineered floor versus a hardwood floor, what are the differences? Does it have more formaldehyde? And you can make these decisions. It doesn't mean a product's necessarily bad. It's just, you need to know what you're getting and what you're putting in your home and how that's going to affect you. You just took our line. We tell everyone, educate yourself about every decision you're making that's when right. it comes to your home. I mean, the home is the best. It's the biggest investment you're ever going to make in your life. It really gotcha. is. I mean, I have a friend. I have a friend, Kathy. I won't give her last name, Dean. Okay, good. Because Dean go. says I give everyone's names out, by the way, Caroline, and I don't. <laughs> I don't. He thinks like stalkers are going to find them through our podcast. Anyway, uh, Kathy, we built a new church. Our church built this new building about five years ago. She couldn't come for the first year because right. of the new carpets, the new, construction. The new mm -hmm. construction. And I was like, what? I mean, I didn't understand yep. that. I thought it was Satan, but... <laughs> So, and it's funny because if you build a certain way, you could completely avoid that. Like she, there's ways for her to build that she would be able just to walk right into the space and be fine. Right, right. And there's products you can choose and there's drywall you can choose. And not all drywall is equal. You know, they, certain drywalls put different chemical compounds in their drywall than others do. Right. Same with caulk and all the different, uh, you know, paints and spackle. And there's actually hyperallergenic spackle. There's a company called Merco 100. I don't know if I'm supposed to say company names. I don't oh, know. Oh, Sam, yeah, go yeah. for it. That's a, we're free but for I, all here. Let's go. I think, I think they make this wonderful hyperallergenic spackle um, with no smell, no formaldehyde, no vinyl. Um, so, nice. you know, there's a lot of great companies out there making products now. And that's, you know, what we try to support here and, and basically get people to understand they can remodel, they can rebuild, and they don't have to have the toxic effect. So, Caroline, is there a correlation between um, what your environment is and then it, it, it turns into you start becoming allergic to certain foods? Is there, do you, I, is there I mean, any con correlation I between those two? Away. <laughs> I always stay away because I'm not a medical doctor, but I tell people, I believe my personal philosophy is that at least 85% of why people are sick has to do with environmental factors. And the more you started 
to investigate these homes, the more even I become aware, you know, I started doing mold testing, but obviously I do so much more from right. animal protein to dander. I mean, if you just saw the amount of animal protein that we transfer from our clothes to other people, to our homes, and you saw what was in your house, and then you start to look at, okay, well now we're bringing in all these quiet flooring systems that are treated with all kinds of flame retardant. I mean, we're trying to avoid flame retardants, but then people are putting them into home buildings. So people will be avoiding a bed, right? Because they don't want to get flame retardant that's in, in their bedding. But little do they know their whole flooring system has been sprayed with it. So it's, mm, yeah. these houses are just really, really, in my opinion, toxic. And I think it's why a lot of people are sick. You know, I work with a lot of doctors and patients and we cure people all the time of lots of different things. And, you know, your environment is so important. And that's why I'm on this mission. It's it's more about getting people to understand that you really need to look at your home and understand what it is. And we need to start building better as a, as a culture, a society. Is it like, listen to her. It totally You know what? She, she, the more she speaks, I'm like, let's do it. Let's let's well, go out there and find these these new construction companies and get them straight. And you know what I mean? No, like, no one wants to poison clients. No, or poison but your family. it's not that they're planning on poisoning everybody. They're just not thinking about no. it or educating no, they themselves. Know. There's right. an ignorance right. to it, right, Caroline? I mean, it's this, absolutely. It's yeah. not that a bill. But you know, I was talking with a contractor the other day, and he and he knew. I mean, him and I were on the same level talking, and he he's like, "You're absolutely right." He's like, "But the codes are forcing me to do this, right?" So if sure. you have a you've right. got a flame retardant code that you've got to put in a you know a ceiling in that's going to be flame retardant. You're either I mean a flame uh, and what's the word I'm looking for, you know, the anti-fire, yeah. right. you're going to either have to put in the flooring system, you're going to have to put in drywall, you're going to have to do something to compensate for that code that's being passed down to you. So that's what happens. A lot of people's hands get tied, but you can get around it and you can do it more in a natural, I guess, um, you know, less chemical method. We just, I guess it's easier to do it but, the other way. You know, what's so great, Caroline, is you're t just in this short conversation that we're having, I've already started to realize there's other options out there that I never even knew about. Really? Well, you never do that research, right? Well, I don't know really where to know where to go. I mean, now you've got someone you can contact, right? I mean, go to her website and you can ask her any question. I know there's a couple of books out that she's involved in and she has the tests and everything. Like, for example, I keep thinking, like, I want to go home and test the new mold I found in my attic. And it's right above the ventilator of the bathroom. I don't think you should. You know why? Why? Because you realize you could have been 6'5", but that mold. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline, don't laugh at that joke. Don't laugh at that joke. Um, I'm not 5'2", by the way, just to make sure he, don't, he doesn't tell you that. Um, but, you know, it does make me, say you find something, right? Or say you have an expert come in and they find something. How does it get removed? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if you're if you're forming that above your ventilation system, you probably have a leak either coming out of the, you know, you might have a, a slow leak coming right. out of the vent pipe going up to the roof. So you would just, you know, get that checked. Yep. And that's probably it's probably either condensation issue. I mean, I wouldn't even worry about it. It's probably something you just have to fix as far as ventilation. No, yep. but there there are a lot. That's an interesting. But point when you too. find a dangerous mold, like when that gets found, Caroline, do you <laughs> have to? You need to have a professional come yeah, in, right? Yeah, you can't do yes. that yourself. Yeah. Right. I usually, you know, obviously I recommend remediation companies and I have my favorites that I like. And, um, you know, we really try to do things mostly, you know, in a green way now. I mean, I really promote companies that are using hydrogen peroxide and Benefect. Benefect is a, a natural disinfection agent approved by the EPA that's actually a, um, an herb-based. But, um, you know, there's a lot of ways you can do this without using toxic chemicals, too. So people, you know, a lot of these remediation companies will come in and just spray a bunch of, you know, 
really nasty mold yeah, problem right. in your house. And, <laughs> right. and you end up, well, you had a mold problem and you were sick and now you're sick. And now you have cancer. Yeah, right. exactly. exactly. And I see it. I mean, I have to Jeez. clean up a lot of these people's jobs all the time. So oh my gosh. You, you don't have to go like crazy. But when you do have mycotoxin exposure, mycotoxins, just so you know, like with toxic mold, they're these little tiny, like less than a micron. Just imagine like little balls that get released all over. So the mold can be cleaned up. And then people will say, well, I still don't feel good in my home or they're at their doctor and they're said, I had a mold problem and I'm not getting better. It's because these little mycotoxins get dispersed all around your house. They go in your windows and your flooring. They're really small. So unless you're doing like a superior cleanup job, right, just cleaning everything in the house, these things stay behind. And that's why people get really sick and they stay sick. All right. That's a Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, Caroline. No, sorry. No, I'm done. I'm done. I, I just want to, Caroline. I want to talk about. Um, do you have any information on, on like heating systems or air conditioning systems where you know I have forced hot air and then my air conditioning system has the filter and and the heating system has a filter? Is there any research on that, or is there one filter better than the other, or is forced hot air not the greatest uh, well, heating system? We all system? know forced, forced hot air has been the. The, the death of us all probably, but you know, <laughs> right. the fact is again for, you know, cheapness and you know, whatever economical reasons and easy, easy install where, you know, we talked about this, um, you know, Derek and I talked about this about tradesmen, right? You need to have tradesmen that know how to put basements in and plumbing. And we're really lacking that now. So it's really important for people to learn that, but the forced hot air to get back to it. The most important thing to do is service it. And you have to service your air conditioning. I can't repeat this enough to everybody listening. You have to service your air conditioning every year. If not, if you live in climates like the South and Southwest, you need to do it even more frequently, at least two times a year, if not sometimes four. Really? You've got to make sure that that drip pan stays clear, that you don't have any leaks. You have to make sure that you're not building up mold on the coils, which disperses through this flex duct that we like to use now, which is, I always like galvanized metal duct work, but you know, we've gone again to a cheaper duct system. Um, and those things are prone to get mold growth. So if you have flex duct in your house and you're, you're not servicing, you're going to end up with a problem. So you have to, have to, have to service air conditioning. Okay. So describe servicing an air conditioner for us. What, what, so, what do they do? You want to make sure they come out, like I said, and clean the coil. The coil has to get cleaned off. And you can use just a vinegar solution. I have one, you know, I have someone who comes and does mine, and he, I have him use just a vinegar solution. Clean the coil, clean out the drip pan, make sure everything's not overflowing, that you don't have calcium buildup. You don't have any mold, you know, happening in there on the filter or, or off the coil. And um, make sure that it's clean. And doing that is going to help prolong the life of your HVAC system sub substantially. If you don't do it in four or five years and you have a flex duct system, I can assure you you're going to have mold. And, what, a doubt. and wow. what about, because I do have a flex duct system. Mm -hmm. So did those uh, duct systems have to get cleaned as well with any type they of- do. They do. They, they do. Um, the, they can get pretty clean. You know, when you have straight galvanized metal, it's so much easier to clean with yeah. a, you know, right. and you have to make sure you're using a NADCA certified duct cleaning company. If you do use a duct company, um, you want to make sure that they're pushing like 15,000 CFM through your ducts. Like people think someone comes with a shop back and they're like, oh yeah, I had my ducts clean last week. I'm like, well, did they come with a truck? What? And they say, no, they came with a shop back. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm writing That's this down. Yeah, so they have to be certified. <laughs> certified NADCA, um, which is the uh, National Association of Duct Cleaning. Um, ah, so I love it. I love it. You want them, you want them and you want someone who's got a, it almost looks like a fire truck that comes to your house. You'll know it because it's going to push a lot of CFM through your ducts. 
So those companies are legit and they're also really, they really work. And especially like if you move into a house and you have like cats or dogs and people often come to me and they say, I just bought this new house and I moved in and I can't live in it and I'm stuffy and you know, it's horrible. And we clean the ducks and they, they do a lot better. I mean, they just improve. I had it happen in my own house. My mother was allergic to cats and I purchased a, a house that had you know, cats. And as soon as I cleaned the duck work, she was good. So wow. how, how many times it, it, once a year doing that every, every five uh, years, work, you can, it really depends on your traffic. You know, how many people you have in the house? Do you have pets? I do mine like every probably seven years or so. So uh-huh. like, but I don't have a lot I of do. traffic, you know? So, but if you do, you need to have that done and you need to be servicing. Absolutely. If you have flex duck, flex duck is prone to mold growth. It loves to grow in the plastic. You've got those little grooves. It's not straight. Right. Shoot, you know, it's not straight. Yeah, um, like the galvanized is it's got a little, all these little grooves and stuff and all the dust and debris gets trapped in there. And then it just is a, is a great breeding ground for mold. So. I'm calling, I'm calling today. As soon as we're done, I'm making an appointment. Service, really. service, service. I'm, I'll be lenient on heat. I can, you can go if you, especially if you have a gas furnace, you can go two years on heat and I'm fine, but you need to have the air conditioning service. It's a water source and it's got to be done and people don't like to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now listen, let's move into before, cause I know we're, we're going, we're doing pretty good for time. You good for time, Caroline? Yeah. I'm okay, good. great. Well, let's move into the chemicals in your house. Like with okay. the products you buy that you bring into your house. Now I know this is a big category for you. Go run for it. Go for it. Okay. So everything that you buy or purchase, whether it's hair dye, hair color, shampoo, men bring in your toys. You like to bring in your weed whackers and your snow blowers and cars and all anything you bring into your home off gases something. And even if you have it in a can, like a paint can, people think that's sealed. That's never sealed. That leaches regardless. So anything you bring and store in your home starts to add to your chemical load, right? Your, we call it VOCs, volatile organic compounds. So when you get to a certain level of VOCs, we allow you to have so many, 500 nanograms per liter, which means nothing to anybody, but we allow you to have a certain <laughs> amount, okay? Right. My science garb, but whatever. It's okay. But most Americans walk around with four times, five times, six times the amount of chemicals in their home than they're supposed to. And we do it to ourselves. And these are carcinogens. These are known things that are carcinogenic on the list that went to the president put together a list in 2009, put the best doctors on it and said, tell me what's causing cancer in this country. And they did. This is a public document that went to the president. It's called the Presidential Cancer Report. So a lot of these things that we do to ourselves, we bring them in. Mm. And so what you need to realize is less is more. You don't want to be storing things. You want to shed outside. You want to try to reduce these VOCs as much as possible. Excellent. Use your shed. You're right. I mean, why why put it under your roof? That's when I love sheds. I have two sheds on my property. You know that. I didn't know about the paint thing though. Yeah. Yeah. The paint cans are the worst. They actually really, you do not want to store paint cans in your house. Your volatiles, first off, when you paint the VOCs from painting, stay around for about 18 months. So if you're someone who changes your paint, like you change your shoes, you're going to really have a lot of volatiles to begin with. So, and then if you store these paint cans and maybe six, you know, people, I've seen people and their volatiles are like 3000, 4000, you're supposed to be 500 and under. So 3000, 5000, that's a lot. That's a and lot. Then you, yeah. And then we see all these correlated things. Like we've had children who've had 
you know, all kinds of delays and disabilities. And they grew up living above garages that were attached that had, you know, 5,000 volatile organic. So you can imagine a baby coming home from the day it's born and it's sick, you know, sucking down 5,000 volatile organics. Well, of course, it's going to make you delayed. It's going to give you issues. So, you know, you need, and then we move their bedroom and change this and the kids start doing better in school. Hmm. So, wow, that's fascinating. So yeah. then regarding, like, say you want to uh, paint your bedroom or you want to do a paint job in the house. What are some of the things that you can do while that's being done that will make it a better experience for you health wise? Well, I mean, obviously, if you're going to paint, you know, you want to ventilate and you just want to be conscious that, you know, I know people like to change their paints frequently, but it's really not the greatest thing to do. If you select a color, try to select something you think you're going to like, for, you know, a while, because <laughs> right. you have to remember it's going to stay around for 18 months. That's almost that's almost two years. Mm. You know, I mean, well, almost. Yeah. So it's a long time. And when it comes to like household products that like mm -hmm. the first thing that pops into my head is like, you know, something that's clog cleaner. These mm -hmm. very powerful, you know, these strong things that you use to clear up a right. drain. I mean, mm -hmm. that's a pretty powerful product to be having in your house, correct? Right. You wouldn't want to store something like that. And, and everybody things, does. Everybody right. And to does. clean your house, it's like a real misconception. I mean, if you came to my house, I have to say, I'm, I'm anal retentive. My house is immaculate. I, I, I live what I say to other people. I actually live that life. So, you know. I don't use a lot of cleaners. I mean, you can use hydrogen peroxide. You can use some vinegar and water. I mean, you don't need these toxic chemicals to clean. It's it's a misconception. And all they're doing is adding to your VOCs, adding to the more chemicals. Your skin is your largest bodily organ, right? We forget about it. We think, oh, our kidneys, our liver, our brain, whatever. Right. And your skin absorbs whatever you put on it or around it in 26 seconds or less. That's in your bloodstream. So just for listeners, like whatever you're using around you or on you, think about it. Think about the minute you put that on, say, do I really need this? Is this something I really need? And if you do, I mean, we're not saying live in a bubble, right? I'm saying like you can do things, but just be cognizant that what you're putting on you or around you is really becoming part of who you are. That's a, I mean, you're, you're, you're basically educating us and you're saying to us, be conscious of what you're doing. Make sure that you're, you know, you're taking the time because we do live in a very rushed culture, you know, where we right. just say, oh, I want that and not thinking about it. You know, I need right. to fix this. You're not thinking about it. You know, and there's, there are other remedies out there. And I know that everyone can come to you to figure that out through your website, you know. But it's also like you can read an MSDS sheet, right? You can pick up just so people know whenever you're buying a product or a home improvement product, you can actually just go on the web and type in that product and MSDS and it'll come up and tell you exactly what materials are in that. And if you don't know it, you can ask somebody or even Google it and just come up with, you know, to understand, well, what am I getting here? Like, do I need all this formaldehyde in my product? I mean, formaldehyde's a carcinogen. The way we build in the United States, we have the highest levels of formaldehyde in our homes versus people in Europe. So like when I run a standard and I base it on the European standard, I can't even compare it because I know Americans are using, you know, 10 times the amount in building product. And it also has to do with formaldehyde's a naturally occurring thing. So if you do a lot of wood products, like people always say, well, na natural things are good. Natural things are good. That's it's a misconception. Green. We want to look at health, right? Just because something's green doesn't make it healthy. Wood produces formaldehyde. Turpentine is made from pine. Doesn't make it good for you. So you have to watch natural things as well. Citrus, lavender, people who use a lot of essential oils. That's not good for you. It's not good for your lungs. You need really? to monitor. Yeah. Because that's becoming the big thing now is essential right. oils. Well, oh, I mean, oh, they're, they're awful for you. 15 minutes a day and that's it because they actually turn into really, really little microns that get in your lungs and can actually shut down your liver and your kidneys. Like it's, it can be very dangerous if they're heated 
because people put them in diffusers yeah, and use them yeah, for massage yeah. oil and stuff. Well, you know, 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes. Wow. Mm -hmm. The, you know, we have a friend who actually part of his business out in Ohio was taking down old barns Uh and he would take down old barns to get reclaimed wood. And he got very sick. He got very sick because they, uh, first of all, he had Crohn's disease, Crohn's disease, but then he, he wasn't wearing masks and with the rodent feces and stuff, he Ah, got this very rare Lung, lung farmers, his farmers body got something? an infection. Yeah, right. The bacteria. It's bacteria or fungus. It might be a fungus that yeah. comes from it. It's sh- his body started to shut down. His organs started he to shut died. down. He almost died, but he didn't. And he came through it. And he th- he said that was the craziest thing. He you know of course he's ever been through. But you think about it. You never think. You never think about right. That. Well, exactly. mice. Like I've investigated homes where I've gone in and we've had high mold levels but there was no mold and we're like, what's going on? And it was actually, they had rodent infestations. So just the breakdown of feces, which is disgusting. So we don't talk about it, but <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, when you break the, the process of how they break things down yep. actually contributes to mold problems. So yeah, you don't want these things in your house and molds and I mean, mice and rodents um, and, and rats actually carry proteins that will contribute to allergens. So people can become asthmatic. They can cause all kinds of inflammation in the body. So my goal is to look at you as a whole, like look at Derek and reduce as many things that will contribute to inflammation in your body to keep you healthy. You know, that, that the, the point about the mice too, because now you're introducing some people get, you know, the chemicals that they eat and kill them. I'm sure mm-hmm. that bringing that into your house is not a good thing. Well, that's why I test for animal dander. I test for proteins for, I mean, I can tell you stories about people who were sick that became sick and they had high levels of horse protein because somebody was coming in that was a massage therapist. It was a very, very wealthy client out in Beverly Hills. And he was an older man and he got really sick and he was, he called, he said, Caroline, he's like, you got to fix me, you know? And I said, well, what's <laughs> going on? And somebody was coming into his house that had a stable. Okay. She worked with horses, was bringing these horse proteins. And don't ask how we figured this out. I, I literally wow. took a dander, a dander sample. It was high. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to run this for proteins. And I just said, I'm going to run it for everything. I'll run it for cat, dog, because I wanted to see what was going on. And it was horse. She wow. was bringing horse protein in. The lab called me and said, Caroline, we have never seen this amount of horse. Is this guy like living with horses? Does he have horses in his <laughs> home? It's like, what's going on? And I'm wow. like, no. And sure enough, she was bringing it in just from coming wow. in from being at the stable. You're like a profiler really for yeah, the it's FBI. Yeah, like CSI. That's right. It's like CSI. Yeah. Caroline. I it, need to write a book about, I mean, the if we could talk just on stories, like you would die to know what's going you on. Do. You do. You need, we encourage cool. that. We well, encourage it. What would be a healthy way to get rid of pests in your house, like spiders, ants, you know, rodents? Is 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 there anything you suggest? Because everyone gets some kind of ants, or not everyone bugs, gets mice or bugs. bugs. Are indicative of relative humidity. So when I go into a home, if I see ladybugs, if I see a lot of silverfish, spiders, I know you've got high RH. So when you we talk about relative humidity, you know, we always talk about mold, right? But reducing RH also controls bugs. It also controls dust mites. Dust mites feed on moisture just like mold does and mold. So when you reduce relative humidity and keep it between 30 and 50%, that's my guideline. Like don't go, you can go below 30, you can go a little bit above 50, but 30 to 50%, keep it there. You won't have these issues. So that's, it's all about moisture control. So how, how do you get rid of humidity then? Then you have to either dehumidify. It well it depends if you have a basement. You're going to be using dehumidification systems, and I recommend um, we we sell tons of residential but commercial units. Like 
if you live in Arizona or you live in certain places in California, you can get away with going to a local hardware store and buying a dehumidifier because those are designed to get to 65 degrees and they can take out a certain, you know, 65 pints of water. But when you get to the Northeast or you get to areas where you have a lot of moisture, then we've got to deal with real heavy duty dehumidification. And we use things like units that take out 125, you know, pints of water. And we use um, real heavy dehumidification that gets down to 48 degrees. So you can, when it gets colder, you still need to remove moisture. So in the Northeast, we have cold block walls and we've got to remove moisture because we've got warm air hitting that. And then you can condensate with water vapor. So how, how, how do, would someone find those, uh, those units through your website? Yeah, through our company. Yeah, mm -hmm. they just call us. We have a dehumidification. If you're interested in dehues, you just call, and we have someone who walks you through everything. And we do. I mean, that's my specialty. Is and when I, I think if I had to pick something, I'm really good at it's the investigation piece, and then of course dehumidification. And I believe in it. I mean, it changes the homes that we've done this season. Um, I just had clients call me today and they were like, we are so glad we didn't have one ounce of mold in our house and all of our neighbors had mold because, you know, this weather we had was very crazy. We right. had a lot of humidity and rain. Is, right. that, is, is that a big expense for a homeowner to do a commercial no, unit like that? Not at all. You're talking about like, you know, maybe you buy a really good unit. It's like $1,600 and it's going to save you bugs. It's going to save you from dust mites. It's going to save you from mold. I mean, it's like such a small investment, right. but people just don't do it, you know? Right. And then we're like, look, it could save you a $20,000 remediation job. And it prolongs the life. If you have a finished basement, you can use your basement longer. You know, the longer you can extend it out so you don't have to remodel, the better it is. The lower you keep that relative humidity, everything in the house is going to stay much longer. Okay, I know without. this is getting a little technical, but do you suggest that dehumidifier connect to outside so it's constantly getting rid of the water or do you empty the... Mm -hmm empty the bucket like everyone else. No, does. no, no. These are, they take out a lot of water. So you have to use a condensate pump. So you would, you know, pump it to a, you know, we usually go to some pits or, um, yeah, you could pipe it to the outside depending Very on interesting. That's a great Very idea. Interesting. All right. So listen, Caroline, we're coming up to the end of it all right now, but you are coming back. She's, I hope you are awesome. She has so we much. We haven't even touched. I bet we could talk about foods and things like foods that. and pesticides. Uh, we and could all talk of for we could talk for years, guys. <laughs> Listen, well, when you write your book, I want you to make sure that when you talk about Dean and Derek, you say something positive. That's all. Especially well, about Derek. Okay? I will. My Massachusetts <laughs> friend. <laughs> yes, Massachusetts friend. Listen, so just give a shout out again uh, of your website. I want to make sure the listeners have that. How to get in touch with you. Um, and if they do get in touch with you, are you the one that comes out to their home? Is it you? It depends where they are. I mean, most people now, if they're out of the tri-state area, they're going to be or they're going to be doing consults. Um, yep. Yes, with me, and then they'll be de getting all their testing done. So the Excellent. testing piece gets done, and then I review everything, and then we go over what they need to improve or do or not do. Great. Um, but mostly, I want people to know that you, if you have any kind of symptoms that are not being resolved, and you go to your physician, and everything looks fine and you're just not happy with that, look into your home. Look into what could possibly be there because I believe that you know most of the time it is related to how we're living. And we just do it accidentally. So mm. it's uh, healthyhomeexpert.com. Excellent. You are a huge resource. Thank you so much, Caroline, for being the uh, guest Thanks today. for having me, guys. You're so fun. Oh, I love it. I want to come back and we'll yeah. have you're I'm sorry. I was way too serious today because the subject just blew me away. Well, but it's very, it's intense. <laughs> I it's lost a, my mojo on this no, show. No, we still have our mojo in a different way, in an intelligent way, Dean. We need that. It just doesn't feel comfortable. It I doesn't think feel I'm allergic to that. We'll have fun. Next time we'll have, we'll have fun. No, oh, that was fun. Was I'm awesome. so interested in the subject. And listen, when you come up to Boston, we'll grab some wine. We'll talk about pesticides and we'll laugh. Okay? How's that? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right, Caroline, have a good one. Thanks for coming on. Take care, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Wow. Yeah, exactly. Right? Jeez, you yeah. don't think of this stuff. That's why she's the CEO of her company. Because I have a dehumidifier in my house. That's what I was asking. Yeah, I know. And I'm, I'm like, wow, she's making a lot of sense yeah. because I get spiders every now and then. I don't right. get mice, thankfully, but because yeah. um, I, I put tons of toxins in my basement to kill them, which is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm sorry, but didn't just the last couple of years you get allergic to? Food allergies, yes. You're All allergic to I've mushrooms. i anaphylactic shock, yeah, which... In- you don't carry an EpiPen no. with you, so no. well, you know when right. you go, you go. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just done. Yeah, you're done. So, yeah. but really, folks, I mean, listen, <laughs> there is so much information. She's a resource, yeah. and she sounds like she. Once again, we love to have guests who have passion. Absolutely, she has absolute passion for what she does. Yeah, and my it just health, happens to be her business. MyHealthyExpert.com, and you can also reach us at contact us at DeanAndDerek.com, and we'll connect you to her. That is Caroline Blazowski. And uh, she really is passionate about what she does. She loves it. And the one thing we really didn't get into with her this time around, but we will next time, is she is committed, like us, to get to the trade schools and teach these high school students about what she does so that they can learn it. It's a trade. Yeah, it's, it you sure know, she's is. She's an expert. It sure is. And you sh- she's saving people's lives. Right. You know? And there's something yep. really awesome about that. Right, Dean? Yeah, it sure okay. is. Very right. impressed with her. So this I love is this show. Dean and Derek, and we'll see you next time. We're out. We're out.